relief factor, pain relief that's natural, pain relief that works, and pain relief that attacks the source of the pain. That's the experience of tens of thousands of Americans who are taking Relief Factor right now. See their incredible video endorsements at relieffactor.com and then order your three-week quick starter pack for just $19.95. That's less than a dollar a day. Find out if it can work for you like it works for me by ordering your three-week quick starter pack today. Relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com. Be the next success story. upon this continent a new nation conceived in liberty and dedicated to the proposition that all men are created equal. I know not what course others may take, but as for me, give me liberty or give me death. The world will little note or long remember what we say here, but it can never forget what they did here. What your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. I can hear you, the rest of the world hears you, and the people... And the people who knock these buildings down will hear all of us soon. And we will make America great again. is America First with Sebastian Gorka. Welcome, dear friends. Happy Friday. It's Second Amendment Friday. It's Ask Dr. G Anything Friday. And it's Making Movies Great Again Friday. We've got a packed show for you today. But first things first, I want to celebrate somebody I know. Um, let's put it in context. What are we most thankful for when it comes to President Trump? Let's start with you, Eric. Um, when you think of President Trump's time in office, give me the one thing you're most thankful for. Uh, first president in 40 years to not get us in another war. Oh, good one. I like that. Uh, Jeff, what are you most grateful for? He never once cared at all what the media said about him. Oh, that's really what I'm getting close to. Alex, what are you grateful for? Building the wall. Building the wall. Uh, is just John got a headset on? No. Guy, what are you grateful? Are you grateful that President Trump took on communist China? Yes, sir. In the same time, he kicks uh, North Korea's butt. Oh, I like that. Kicking North Korea's butt because my button's bigger than yours. Excellent. Okay. Um, Jeff kind of stole my thunder because one of... Uh, uh, Amongst the panoply, you know, crushing the caliphate of ISIS, biggest stock market and economy the world has ever seen, lowest unemployment for minorities, for women since record key. I mean, on and on and on. We could spend the next three days, not three hours, talking about it. But one thing that's key, fake news. Remember, he turned the tables. That was meant to be an insult for conservative media. And he flipped it like a jujitsu third Dan master black belt artist. He said, nah, you're fake news. He showed them up for who they are. And right now, <laughs> it's so bad when it comes to Israel. There's a man who's not even a journalist. He's an author. He's a debater par excellence. His name is Douglas Murray. He's written some amazing books like The Madness of Crowds and The Strange Death of the West. 
and he's decided to become a journalist in Israel. And he was talking to that lout, that pathetic hack who used to work for CNN called Piers Morgan. And um, he destroyed Piers Morgan's Obama-like line of questioning. And we're going to play the whole thing in two parts. Listen to how it's done. Cut 11. What concerns me about what Israel is doing is not their efforts to get rid of Hamas, but because of the particular nature of Hamas embedding themselves amongst civilian populations with the masses amounts of civilian casualties that will inevitably come, and that figure will grow and grow and grow. Are we not, as Barack Obama warned, are we not creating here uh, just an, an opportunity for far greater radicalization of all those young Palestinians who watched their loved ones get killed, why would we imagine mm. that at the end of all this, they're going to want to do anything other than to become a new version of Hamas in wanting to exact revenge well, for what happened to their families? Well, two things. One is, if you just follow the logic of what Barack Obama said, then you just shouldn't do anything uh, if you're Israel. You should be attacked and just sit back and say, great, we'll wait for the next one. Um, but the second and more important thing is, your question supposes that there is a sort of peaceful Palestinian population in the Gaza who would love a two-state solution, and then a few bad apples in Hamas. I think that's not true. Why is it that when uh, one of the victims of the music festival, uh, a poor young German-Jewish girl, uh, who it seems was was raped and then uh, brutally uh, murdered and taken into the Gaza naked. Why was it that you can find, and anyone can find this online, uh, a crowd of ordinary Gazans, it wasn't uh, Hamas, it wasn't a Hamas rally, ordinary Gazans uh, uh, spitting on her body, uh, hitting her body, mutilating her body further as it went down the street. Does that strike you, Piers, as a uh, placid population of peacenik types who are just desperately waiting for a two-state solution to be put back on the table for the millionth time in the last 70-something years. It doesn't seem like that to me. No, but there are over two million people in Gaza, and there weren't two million people in that video clip. There were a few hundred. So I, I don't like to make... Yeah, well, a few hundred at random. A few hundred at random. And did you see anyone in it saying, hey, guys, stop, we're not meant to mutilate the bodies of, uh, of girls or rape them in public? No, I didn't see that. But, but then what you're really articulating, correct me if I'm wrong here, but isn't what you're articulating really an endorsement of collective punishment, where you assume they're all guilty. No. And if they don't stand up to Hamas, they're also guilty. Well, and, and that's where people have a problem, I think, well, with the moral line here, which is no, if, you hold, if you hold all the Gazans equally responsible, then is that not collective punishment, which is illegal? Well, first, first of all... First of all, um, uh, there, are, there is some responsibility for the peoples in the Gaza. Um, if you elect, elect Hamas and, uh, and they kill uh, Fatah and then they remain in power for all of the years afterwards, um, I'm afraid that there is some uh, responsibility of the people in that situation. You know, when the Germans uh, um, had Adolf Hitler come to power and voted for him, uh, we in Britain took the view that the German people were responsible in some way. So I'm not for collective punishment per se, but nor am I for this idea that there is something unique going on in the Israeli-Gaza context that we in Britain couldn't understand. Actually, there is one we unique in thing. In our own history, there is, there is a very one similar thing. Think about the core point of what Doug just said. The population of Gaza celebrate the slaughter. 
Yes, the Nazis were the architects of the Holocaust. But for most of the Holocaust, they actually denied it. They hid it. What, what gas chambers? Those are just showers. They were ashamed of it in many cases. They had to deal with, you know, what those units, those SS units had to do. Some of them were, of course, totally psychotic. But the point that they hid what they were doing from the world, that's a big difference. You can go right now on your phone, you can go on your tablet, on your computer, and find hundreds, thousands of videos filmed by Gazans of them celebrating the rape and murder. That body of that German-Israeli woman, that beautiful young woman, twisted into the pretzel in the back of a pickup truck, dead and probably raped multiple times. They were jubilating. And these are the people we're supposed to have a ceasefire with? These are the people Israel is supposed to allow to resupply themselves? They're celebrating their barbarism, and they must be met with such force that those who survive will never, ever countenance using any such barbarism ever again, whether against the innocents or whether against the legitimate defense forces of a state of nine million people surrounded by a sea of 260 million Arabs and Muslims. Thank you, Douglas Murray, for your moral clarity, for showing up Piers Morgan for who he is and what he represents. And more than that, as a gay guy, people know this of him, having the balls to actually go to the Middle East, don a bulletproof vest, and report the truth from the battlefield. You'll see next, in the next clip, just how dangerous that part of the world is and what almost happens to Douglas. We salute you. I'm Sebastian Gorka. This is America First, coming to you from the Refactor.com studios. We're making movies great again with our good buddy Chris Coles today. He chose the movie. Did I like it? Well, you'll have to wait and see. Or just subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Plug in my name, Sebastian Gawker, America First. Leave us a five-star review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, the Salem Podcast Network. Share the links with your friends. And then if you've had it with the political persecution of my former boss and you'd like him back in the White House, God willing, it's up to us, put this on your front yard. Wear this T-shirt. It's a photograph of the president's booking picture. His mugshot from Atlanta with a very simple phrase, Trump 2024. Get yours today at sebgorkastore.com, S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A store.com. And please support him directly at donaldjtrump.com. That's the website, donaldjtrump.com. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... 
Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. I know Sebastian well. Listen to him. He's with us. Thank you, Mr. President. Welcome back to America First. What must it be like to be a member of a band and then nobody remembers your name but they're famous? I mean, Jeff, uh, Corey Bush is like the Ringo Starr of the squad, right? Yeah, but she's my the most entertaining one to me. Because she says what? such a, they're so outrageous what she says. I actually enjoy when she speaks. All right, well let's uh, let's listen to her. She's got a, a very interesting take on the ceasefire or the pause in uh, Gaza operations. This is allegedly a member of Congress. Cut one. The idea that we get a break for four hours, a break so that we can have food. I saw someone spoke about it, and they said. Thank you for giving us raisins for a few hours. And then do we go back to bombing? No. Four hours. We don't want four hours. We don't want 16 hours. We don't want 22. We want a ceasefire now. Eric, I'm confused. Why does she keep saying we? Is she part of Hamas? What, what is that? Uh, the only thing I can think of is that, again, she's very much part of like that BLM coalition. And we all know BLM is completely in bed with Hamas and Palestine. Oh, yeah, B- BDS and all of it, the boycott, divests. Absolutely good for you. Let's listen to the prime minister of Israel and his take on pause in hostilities. Benjamin Netanyahu, cut three. Well, one thing we haven't agreed to is a ceasefire. A ceasefire with Hamas means surrender to Hamas, surrender to terror, and the victory of the uh, Iran's axis of terror. So there won't be a ceasefire without the release of the Israeli hostages. That's not going to happen. Good, good, good. If you want to make a difference, Israel will do what needs to be done to protect her citizens and rescue her hostages. But if you want to help, there is a way. There is the B'nai Zion Hospital. If you want to support the Israelis who are suffering in the last four and a half weeks, please go to healthcareforisrael.org slash donate. You've already donated more than a a third of a million dollars. You're getting health equipment, medical equipment, and supplies. You are literally saving lives. Please make a difference. Difference. It's one of the most beautiful things you can do. Healthcareforisrael.org slash donate. And we are delighted. First guest of the day to talk to somebody from the Prime Minister's office, Benjamin Netanyahu's office, a spokesperson, Tal Heinrich. Welcome to America First. Thank you for having me on, Sebastian. So, Tal, I understand you've uh, recently arrived back in America from Israel. Uh, give us a sense of, of how um, our, our friends are doing in the only functioning democracy in the Middle East, a, 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 an island of normality. How are the Israeli people doing in, in what is the most horrific assault on the Jewish people since the end of the Holocaust? Sebastian, I can tell you that We are a nation in mourning. We are a nation that's bleeding, but we are very determined to win this because we must defeat Hamas. 
we must defeat Hamas. And we took this decision as a nation, not just as a government, not as a military. We took this decision as a nation because we can no longer live one more day next to the biggest terrorist uh, base in the world. It's just not possible. It's a matter of life and death to us. And we are very determined and we're very united in this arm in arm. And everyone is backing the IDF and everyone is doing their part as part of the national effort. And I can tell you this, that it never ceases to amaze me that the families who are hurting the most are the families who are giving us most strength to carry on in this fight. Explain that. Explain how that happens in everyday life. So, obviously, you you know, I want to say it's a small country, but everyone knows someone who was killed, someone who was abducted, someone uh, whose uh, loved ones have been injured, someone, you know, everyone's running to shelters every day, a few times a day. Um, Just today, there were three sirens in Tel Aviv, I can tell you that. Everyone is affected by this one way or another. Everyone knows someone serving the front lines of the IDF, a reservist or... We are all in this together, and everyone is also doing their part. You have families that are hosting uh, other families who had to evacuate uh, northern communities, southern communities. Everyone's mobilizing supplies, helping. Um, it's I, I, maybe I can compare it to the days, you know, post nine eleven in, in New York, especially where everyone wanted to do something and uh, felt so determined to be part of this. Um, so it's, it, you know, I just listened to the sound bites that you played, and, and I'll tell you this: there will be no ceasefire as long as Hamas is in power, ruling Gaza, and their military wing is setting the tone there. Hamas has to surrender, be eliminated, get out of Gaza one way or another, and give back the hostages. And anyone calling for a ceasefire is taking the pro-Hamas position, full stop. They're basically saying that Hamas can get away with impunity for what they did. Um, Such a a clear way of expressing it that you have to live next to the headquarters of the biggest terrorist organization in the world, and and that has to end. And if you're pro-ceasefire, you're actually on the side of Hamas. Um, I don't want to get you in trouble with your boss, but... I, I need a sense from you, from from the Israeli people. What is it like as a Jew, as an Israeli, when you have 1,400 people slaughtered, in, including babies who are literally roasted alive, and then you see pro-Hamas demonstrations, not just you know in Karachi, but you see them on the streets of Sydney, London, and, and outside the White House. Does, does that matter to the Israeli people, or, or are you just determined to do what needs to be done? No, of course. It's, it's, every Israeli is following what's happening overseas and in other parts of, of the Middle East. We see these protests, and I'll tell you this. They're Hamas apologists. That's how I call them. They're not friends of Israel, and they're not friends of the Palestinian people, even though they might think they are. Because Hamas are terrorists, and they're committing a double war crime with every day that passes. They're targeting our civilians while hiding behind their civilians. They want, they say it in interviews, Sebastian, uh, in Arabic, in various channels, that they want to sacrifice the population of Gaza for the greater goal of obliterating the Jewish state. It's said so in their charter, and they want they want to kill Jews. And these protests, I mean, uh, some of them are full, full of, of 
ignorant people who keep chanting um, historical inaccuracies. You know, if, if, if you take a reporter to one of these uh, protests and, and you do a man-on-the-street interviews, the answers that you get there, the, the slogans that you hear, you know, they're chanting from the river to the sea, basically calling to obliterate the Jewish state. They're chanting, globalize the intifada. They're saying it outright. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, 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 I'm so grateful that, that you've taken time. Uh, we're going to get you back for a, a longer discussion on my Newsmax show on Sunday. In the meantime, please follow this lady at Tal Heinrich on Twitter, spokeswoman for the Office of the Prime Minister of Israel, and our prayers are with you and all uh, the fellow citizens of that nation that is so dear to our hearts. Again, if you want to support the people who are suffering, the website is Healthcare for israel.org slash donate. That's healthcareforisrael.org slash donate. Uh, don't forget, for all the updates we have for you about the war and politics here in America, just follow us on all our social media platforms. Look for Seb Gorka or Sebastian Gorka on True Social, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Parler, Getter, Telegram. You can watch us on the Salem News Channel app and for articles by me and access directly to me, go to my substack, sebastiangorka.substack.com. That's my whole name is one word, sebastiangorka.substack.com. Here's looking at you, Snowflake. America first. Hey, Jeff, how cool is it in the modern age? I, I don't know if you're a big fan of social media. You're, you're pretty sly on, on Twitter. But the, you can see somebody on TV and you can DM them. And it turns out that she's the prime minister's spokesperson. And then she'll come on your phone. How cool is that? On your show. How cool is that? It's very cool because that makes it a lot easier for me because I don't have to try to get that contact in Booker. Although you do have some very special tools, don't you, Mr. G? They are very good. Yeah, we're not going to discuss those. Um, if you are on the side of righteousness, Western civilization, Judeo-Christian civilization, here's a little reminder that you could give to your friends and neighbors, especially if they hate the Jews. It's the photograph of President Trump at the Temple Wall in Jerusalem, the only president to ever go there as president. It's on a T-shirt with a very simple phrase in English and Hebrew, our fight. It's, it shocked me. It's the number one item on our website. We've put it on a mug as well. Thank you, Randy. Go you'll get yours at sebgorkastore.com. That's S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A, sebgorkastore.com. All right, it's not just about international affairs. It's about domestic politics as well. And um, Jesse Waters has something to say about when was that debate? Was that like two days ago? feels like a week ago. Eric, when, when was that GOP thingy debate? I think it was Wednesday night. That's crazy. Let's listen to one of the few good people left at Fox. Here's Jesse Waters' take. Cut seven. DeSantis, I agree, Greg. I, I looked online after the debate trying to find moments. What happened with DeSantis? I couldn't find anything. And, he's, and then I had to look, and I looked at what he said. He sounds good. Yeah. Makes the right points. But there's no, there's no sizzle. With DeSantis. And I just don't think this race changes at all after that. 
I, I can't ask Eric because I know the question, the answer to the question. Jeff, to be honest, were we expect? Was anyone expecting some sizzle from the governor of Florida? I have a different Twitter feed than you do because I get all the DeSantis people. <laughs> they thought this was going to be the big one off of the Kim Reynolds endorsement. And then this debate, when it was just going to be five people, that was their big thing now. Yeah. There's just four other people, and that didn't really pan out either. Yeah. No, it's, it, but, but his point is such a good one. There are no clips of him after the debate. No, nobody's sharing clips. <laughs> no, not at all. Just not, like his Twitter space. And that but not even the boosters. I think they've moved on. <laughs> Hopefully his big funders are going to move on to President Trump. Uh, like, who was it yesterday? Bernie Marcus, Mr. Home Depot. The billionaire has said, yep, it's got to be Trump. Come on, everyone else. Wake up. You know the truth. All right, let's go to your calls. Let's go to Robert in Brooklyn. Hi, Dr. Gawker. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Okay, just uh, three points. Uh, number one is, um, you know, the J6 prisoners. Some of them are being treated in the most terrific conditions. Even the terrorists don't get treated so horribly. Correct, correct. I mean, whatever you have to go and destroy, uh, putting them in solitary, that's horrible. Well, not just solitary. Some of, that- some of the J6 prisoners have been denied their medical attention. And they have these horrible handcuffs to try to cut off the blood to their hands. It's terrible. I heard that Representative Andy Biggs, he's the head of the subcommittee on the prisons. So I intend to call him maybe as soon as I get off speaking with you to complain. Good. Andy Biggs. Andy Biggs, Representative, to call him. Now, the other point is, is, you know, they're talking about all of a sudden now the House is crying poverty, which is somewhat true because they got us in just a trillion dollars in interest alone. But um, Israel, they need money. And I was just thinking, you know, Hamas, they were talking about all these, like, these three leaders. I added it up. It seems like if it's correct, they have, like, $13 billion just with these three leaders in Hamas. Yeah, this is, this is a story that's been going around. It's probably the Daily Mail. The three, there's like a triumvirate, uh, three Hamas leaders photographed on their private jet with the estimates for their wealth, which is in the billions of dollars, Robert. So, Doctor, I have an idea. Let the United States insist that wherever they have the money, if it's Qatar or Switzerland, that they have to give up the money. They could commit crimes against humanity, what they did. Horrible. But, but hang, hang on, Rob, what, what are you talking about? This administration is giving them billions. We're, we're funding Iran, which is giving it to Hamas. So who's who's going to freeze their assets? Me? You? It's got to be the Treasury it's got to be the Department of Justice. Who's running those departments, Robert? Right, but the House of Representatives... The, ho- the House can't do international financial measures. That's a federal mandate. It's the Treasury, Robert. Well, I mean, they allocate the resources. Like they the allocate, you know, yes, but they can't freeze... It's different, right? This is monies. You're talking about somebody's bank account, right? Whether it's Cyprus, whether it's Qatar, whether it's UAE. That's sadly, I mean, it's a great idea, but sadly, it's a federal function. We could stop new monies being apportioned through aid via the house, but those, those billions are already there, my friend. That's another reason to make sure President Trump 
is the chief executive, but that's up to us. Okay, guys, uh, more of your calls here on America First, 833-33-GORKA, 833-334-6752. But don't call me on a cell phone connected to the big cell phone providers because they're part of the problem. They're woke. They're not on your side. Use the phone company that I subscribe to. It's Patriot Mobile. It's the only Christian conservative cell phone company in America, and they love this nation just like you do. Glenn and his team are superb. We're so excited to be working closely with them, especially because they love America. They have the same nationwide coverage, 4G, 5G, a performance guarantee, free activation with my name, and you get extra discounts if you're a veteran or first responder, and every time you make a call, you're not funding your enemies. Switch today. You can keep your old number, keep your old phone, or get an upgrade. It's super easy. Call their 100% U.S.-based customer support team, a superb support team, 972-PATRIOT, or go to patriotmobile.com slash Gorka. That's 972-728-7468, patriotmobile.com slash G-O-R-K-A. Deep in the swamp, first place in your hearts, America first with Dr. G. It's Friday. It means ask Dr. G anything, Second Amendment, but also it's pizza day. Well, at least for us here at America First, and I can have pizza because I've been a good boy for so long. How? With Dr. Ashley Lucas and her amazing My PhD weight loss team. I can have a slice or two now because I lost 42 pounds. Wow, it feels so good. If you're carrying around a bit of excess baggage, uh, you should give them a call right now. It's so easy. No stupid pills to pop, no calorie counting, just a system that lets you eat five meals a day and burn the fat off. 864-644-1900, myphdweightloss.com. That's 864-644-1900. Just the before and after pictures at the website should be proof enough that this is the real deal. Myphdweightloss.com. All right, the second half of our friend Douglas Murray's utter and complete destruction of Piers Morgan and those who don't stand with Israel, it's just majestic. Here we go, cut 12 unique thing, which is that the population of Gaza is pretty unique in that nearly half of the population are children. That is a unique situation. No, I'll tell you what's unique about the population of Gaza. It's the only population in the world where people routinely claim Israelis are committing genocide, but which has a population boom all of the time. I mean, that strikes me as being quite an interesting thing about the Gaza. Um, But as as for the moral community, I want to make a very, very important point, if I can say so, on this, which is, you know, people quite often abuse history, and they say things all the time. I mean, about the only thing anyone from history knows is about the Nazis. Here's something I can tell you with absolute certainty, uh, Piers, having not just seen some of the results of what Hamas did on the ground here in Israel a few weeks ago, but having watched the videos of the unedited footage, uh, which I was one of the journalists um, was sadly allowed to see the other day. I can tell you one thing. The comparison between Hamas and the Nazis is insufficient. And I... Sorry, there's an incoming... Uh, incoming. Get safe, Douglas. Come, come, come. Okay, anyhow, we're okay. Are you okay? Um, let's, let's just... Yeah, 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 it's fine. Sorry, it was, it, was a, it was a rocket coming. It looked like it was just going to land on us here. 
Which, which way was that rocket coming from? Okay. Was it coming from Gaza or from Israel? Yes, it seemed to be coming from Gaza, so... Yeah, it's fine. It's OK, it's been happening all day. Um, let me just I mean, finish just, this point just, I made. Before we go on, um, Douglas, Atman, how does, that make sure. you, how does that make you feel? What just happened there? I mean, it's, uh, I'm, I'm a little used to it. I was in Ukraine last year and was in Kherson and uh, uh, Odessa and uh, Mikhailov and when the Russians were shelling it, so I'm a little used to it. Um, uh, but just, if I can just finish this point, you know, this, so there's a lot of banging going on, but anyway, we'll keep going. Um, well, look, if you the, need to, if you need to stop, Douglas, stretch, we understand. The, no, no, don't worry. If we need to stop, I'll, I'll, I'll run to the shelter, I assure you. Um, the, the thing that stri struck me, you know, Piers, about seeing the 7th of October footage was that um, uh, even the Nazis were actually ashamed of what they did. You know, SS battalions who spent their days shooting Jews in the back of the head and pushing them into, tr uh, into trenches had to get very, very drunk in the evening to uh, uh, forget what they had done. Uh, the Nazi high command famously had to sort of get around the problem of soldier morale because the soldiers knew this wasn't exactly what their lives were meant to look like either. I tell you one very big difference. If you look at the footage, the raw footage, and I really hope people don't on a wider scale have to view what I viewed the other day. Um, if they see it, they will see something that is at least as barbaric as what the Nazis did. But here's the difference. They did it with glee. They were deeply proud. You see people um, uh, trying to, you know, taking the head off a young Israeli man with a shovel and then uh, calling their parents back in Gaza and telling them, Father, Father, I've killed two Jews with my, t ten Jews with my own hands. Get mother on the phone. I want to show, tell her how great a job her son has done. You know, I, I come back to this thing. I'm not exaggerating this. It's very, very interesting and people need to realize. You had this situation with, uh, with the Nazis where they also were a genocidal anti-Semitic organization, but they tried to cover their crimes up. Hamas are actually proud of them, mm. and they've said they will do them until the whole world is clear, clear of Jews. Yeah. So I suggest we take that seriously, and I think that Israel is taking it seriously. I hope they continue to take it seriously, but I think the world should take it seriously, and that includes Britain. And when I hear British journalists, British commentators, and British politicians lecturing the Israelis on what they should do, I think, I'm sorry, this shows a failing in our country. It shows that we in Britain cannot enforce our laws. We don't even enforce our borders in Britain. It's us that is the weak link in the international security chain on this, not Israel. What about the middle there? Have you ever seen somebody with such sang-froid, just cold blood, just completely chill, rockets flying overhead, he says, okay, we're good now, we're safe. That cretin, Piers Morgan, asks the worst question. As a journalist, you're never, ever supposed to ask people, how does that make you feel? Okay, that's like high school journalism rule 101. Never ask that question. How does it make you feel to have rockets shot at you? And he says, oh, did it come from Israel? Because that's what Israel does, right? It launches rockets onto hotels, right? Right? But the point that Douglas makes, the Nazis hid their crimes. The people of Gaza 
the quote-unquote Palestinians celebrate their crimes, revel in them, share the videos with their mothers, their fathers. I killed a Jew today. That's what they say in Gaza. God bless you, Douglas. Not even a journalist, not even a war correspondent. He's a, he's a book author. Last time I DM'd him, he was, he was in Estonia last week with Jordan Peterson on a speaking tour. But he knows the stakes of this civilizational war. And that's why he donned a flag jacket and is in Israel today. Okay, so much more. Uh, I promise we will get to your calls uh, in the next segment. We are broadcasting to you live from the relieffactor.com studios. Do you know somebody who lives in pain? My mother did for about 25 years, constant pain every day. It's very hard to watch. And for the person themselves, it changes everything. Their outlook on life, whether they can sleep, how they plan for the future, all the activities they enjoy that they can no longer partake in. If you know somebody like that, or if you are that person, can I tell you to do something? Do what I did almost five years ago. Try Relief Factor. More than a million people are being liberated from their daily pain, and I'm one of them. The ingredients of this natural supplement assault the source of the pain, which is the inflammation on four separate metabolic pathways, resveratrol, curcumin, omega-3s. If you've tried everything else and failed to find relief, don't you owe it to yourself? Don't you owe it to your family and your loved ones to find out if there's a solution? I think you do. Call right now, 1-800-4-RELIEF or go to relieffactor.com. Ask yourself one simple question. What do you have to lose? The only answer to that question is the pain. You know what you have to do. 1-800-4-RELIEF, relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com. Is there any candidate on that stage that you would support? I like Chris Christie. I, I would support Chris Christie uh, because he's telling the truth. And I think, you know, for me, anybody that tells the truth, that's that's important at this moment. Who Who is that, Eric? Who's that talking? Uh, that's that guy. He used to be a congressman. I think uh, Kinzing something, Kinzinger. And he wants to vote for who? His choice is chris christie in the 2024 primary these guys have no idea what they look like utter utter insanity uh dear friends if you enjoy the the show why don't you come with us for a cruise if you missed our trip to israel we're going to alaska next year it's called the patriots cruise with me my wife and some special guests i can't wait i've never been to alaska we're gonna have so much fun june 29th to july 6th book your tickets today or just find out more sebgorka.com and the picture of the alaska wilderness and me that's s-e-b-g-o-r-k-a.com i guarantee you you're gonna have fun dave arizona thanks so much dr gorka as we saw again maricopa county has failed us as voters stole our voices stole our votes you guys happen to catch that uh, voting was open until 7 p.m but yet they closed multiple locations at 4 30 did they run out of printer cartridges again dave no, they just closed closed the facilities. 
and told us just to kick kick stones, go to another spot. Arizona, incredible corruption. Somebody needs to clean it up, and it should start with local residents like you. Thank you, Dave. Brent, Los Angeles. God's gleaming sword and shield, Gorka. Welcome. Happy Friday, my friend. What would you like to share with us? Well, I want to say I'm thrilled you've been having righteously angry theologians on your show like Rabbi Barkey. Wasn't he good? I mean, the connection wasn't the best. He's promised he's going to buy us, uh, buy himself a new microphone, but he was great, wasn't he, Brent? Absolutely. And he demonstrates and models the ideal of what a theologian is supposed to be, a religious and courageous community leader who knows never to shrink from the politics of evil countrymen and politicians, but to identify them, expose them, and confront them in the name of God and his Bible. And any theologian who says they don't believe in discussing politics probably also doesn't believe in God either. God's Bible is nothing but politics from beginning to end, and that is why the devil's Marxists and jihadi Muslims must incinerate it and the people who choose to die for it. Yeah, this is this is so important. It doesn't matter whether you're a Jew, a, a Christian. The fact is, everything is political now. Anybody who tells you that they're a patriot, but they don't do politics, well, they're not a patriot, they're not a conservative, they're not a Christian. If everything is politicized, from whether you your kids can go to school without a mask, to ask whether you have control over your body when it comes to vaccines, if that's politicized then everything is political. Thank you, Brent, for wise words and kind words from one of our new guests, Rabbi Barclay. If you missed it, don't forget, you can catch up on all of our content, the deep dive interviews on whichever podcast platform you prefer. Just look for my name, Sebastian Gorka, America First. Leave us a five-star review. Share the links with your friends because together, the more truth we get out there, the easier it is to win. Stay with us for more one-on-one America First, Second Amendment, so much more. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.